0: I don't like the
1: eat between meal. They were best friends. Are you comfortable? Until they fell in love. Sure. Yes!
0: Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Yes!
1: Yeah. I'll have what she's having. When Harry Met Sally. Next.
0: When Harry Met Sally. That's what we're going to be talking about today on Old Millennials Remember Movies, the podcast by us two millennials, uh, Angela Yoshiko and Tyler Wilson. Hi. You, that's that's <laughs> always your... Hi
1: what else should i say not high
0: yeah so we've uh taken a couple weeks off our uh, family's <sighs> been hit with the flu then i had to travel for work and then i was too tired and it's just now we're back it wasn't the
1: flu was it i don't know what it not was. the
0: flu a cold just a it cold was
1: rough guy it was just ridiculous
0: so <laughs> we watched when harry met sally it like was the ago. intention of posting it for valentine's day right yeah But, nah, Valentine's Day was like a week or so ago, so here we
1: are. Our youngest child was like sleeping on us, me mostly, all night. So there was no time to record.
0: No, because well, he I would cares. wake up like every 30 minutes with a sniffly nose and be like, I have a man cold. Yeah. Help me, dad. He,
1: well, yeah, he didn't say those words. Cause he no, because really he's one. Much, but, <laughs> but he, the mental the idea was there. Yes. so
0: mm-hmm. This is when I learned that the man cold starts early in starts some. real young. Real. It's there.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't
0: think that. Our other son Elliot really has man
1: colds. He pee. he's pretty. He's a pretty good trooper. This one actually did. He was there was a couple of days of this one. Where he was not very happy. Mm-hmm. So, but it was kind of a gross one. Mm-hmm. So, but know.
0: Marshall was very dramatic. Oh god, yeah. But anyway, no one wants to hear about sick kids because nah. that's disgusting and kids are yeah. gross. Um, today we're going to talk about when Harry met Sally.
1: But that's before we do true. that, we have watched a lot of things in the last couple weeks. We have. So we. One thing we watched that I had seen previously, but I knew that you wanted to see, so we rented Crazy Rich Asians. And again, we were like also like prepping for this ha- Valentine's show, right? We're like, oh, we're gonna do an- like another romance, romantic comedy, right? A new one, the most popular one of the year, right? So mm-hmm. I liked it quite a bit when I saw it in the theaters this summer, but you uh, missed it. So what did you think of Crazy Rich Asians?
0: I loved what's her name in it. Oh my gosh, she's so
1: good, Constance uh, Wu. Yes, because we fresh watch her,
0: yeah, and fresh off the boat, and she is s- super hilarious. And in this movie, she plays a character that seems younger than the character she plays on Fresh Off the Boat.
1: Right. Well, because she has, she's a mom of like three, kind of old, getting older kids on that show, mm-hmm. and then in this, she's like, I mean, she's a professor, so she's not like. I don't think she's supposed to be real young, but she's like getting married. They don't have kids, and I think it's a testament her to her just being a good actress mm-hmm. that she can play two different characters and it be really convincing both ways because she doesn't like stand out. She just seems like she's perfect for the role. So I I really like her, so
0: I really enjoyed it. I liked um her friend in the movie who's played by comedian Aquafina Aquafina, and apparently she um improvised a lot of the stuff she did on screen. Is that what I heard?
1: Yeah, she's a I mean.
0: Yeah, her and anyway. Ken and
1: the Ken Jong scenes especially. Yeah, she's just she's very super funny,
0: super funny.
1: She's a force of nature. She was also in Ocean's Eight. She was one of the eight in that. She wasn't as she didn't get as much to do in that movie as she does in this one. But
0: yep, this movie reminded me of um, the feeling of watching Joylet Club t- thirty years ago with my family. Since my family's like Asian American, and how excited they all were at that time when it was like an all Asian. Cl- Cast.
1: And that was the last time we had an all Asian and cast that was the movie,
0: last <laughs> an American time. movie
1: anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's weird, but um, this is a great movie. I really, I, I liked it more the second time. It it does all the romantic comedy things that you know are, you, you know, the, the, are they cliches? Maybe, but it's more just like it's the well worn right things. The cast is just really good across the board. Michelle Yeoh is like this mother character is amazing and it it just has a lot of joy and it has it's got a lot of energy to it and i like how the movie is more about uh constant woo's character trying to come to terms with the mother rather than like the, the 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 guy is like a third tier character almost a little bit and i kind of like that i kind of like how his stuff is really anchored on the women in the movie uh, instead, so yeah, because like their perspective. their
0: relationship is
1: established and solid.
0: Yeah, they don't spend a lot of time on that. They really spend it on like this reveal of this family and integrating yourself into a very traditional family. Yeah. So, coming from an Asian American family, I feel like I had some. Relatable feelings Like I I got a lot of What was happening in the movie And I enjoyed a lot of it
1: One of the big movies of the year And I think I can't remember It's either got no Oscar nominations Or like one Oscar nomination It's kind of ridiculous But there you go We -hmm. also went to the movie theater You and I We did We saw a couple films One we saw uh, The sequel to The breakout slasher hit Happy Death Day Mm -hmm. We saw Happy Death Day to you which look this movie gets it like it's happy death day it's a goofy premise it's you know groundhog day meets a slasher movie they make fun of that in the first one it's the first one's way better than you ever think it's going to be like we didn't see that in the theater Mm-mm. we just assumed it was lousy and then it was like oh no i heard it's pretty good and then on, at home it's great um, so this one like the title is like happy death day to you and it's a number 2 and the letter u because this movie gets it But also, it's kind of amazing in how it decides to... Yes, it's a sequel. Yes, it's repeating a lot of the same things. But they add, like, a whole new sci-fi element. And they're directing directly calling out uh, Back to the Future Part 2, which I just love. There's even, like, little musical cues. Which I totally
0: did not pick up on, but you did.
1: It's like, before they even mention what they're doing, like... The, the kind of the, the idea of the movie became together when they did a little like tingle of a music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, this is great. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really fun. The main actress, I think, is just a huge breakout. Jessica Roth. She's amazing. And I I haven't seen her in anything besides these two, but I hope that she gets more work because she's playing, like, in the first movie, she's really an un- unlikable kind of, uh, spoiled sorority girl who has to kind of learn how to be a good person essentially by getting murdered a bunch. And, but she's hilarious. Like it's a, it's a very comedic process. And then this movie gives her even more of that. And so I just, yeah, I really, I can't wait to see more of her. She's a standout for sure. You liked it. Yeah.
0: I super enjoyed the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, yeah, I enjoyed it again. I love anything that has a little sci-fi element and I like how all the actors, you don't really know who they are. Um, and I thought they all did a really good job. It's fun. Everyone I talked to at work did did not see the first one. Did not know there was the second one.
1: Well, the first so. one was a pretty big hit. This one did not open as well. And I, I mean, I get it. But um, I mean, it's not like it's not like an amazing. You know, it is what it is. But it knows that it is that. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked it a lot more than the other movie we saw, which they both had really comparable reviews. But we also, again, in like connection to doing this podcast, yes. we we're going to see. Isn't It Romantic?, Uh, which is a romantic comedy spoof, I guess, with Rebel Wilson.
0: Yeah, so I saw the trailer for this when we were trying to decide what to go see, and I was like, yes, I am in. This movie looks hilarious. I love Rebel Wilson. It looks like a a hot take on the typical rom-com, and it looks really funny.
1: Right, she plays a character who is just kind of living in the real world, but then she gets a bonk in the head, wakes up, and she's living in like a really overdone stereotypical New York set romantic comedy a la well I mean maybe not Ben Harry but Sally but a lot of more recent type of things and so you think with Rebel Wilson who's a you know great comedic talent uh, with that premise you would think that it would work and for some reason like, it's there. Like, the premise is there, right? But it's like the movie forgot to, like, put in, like, jokes or humor to it? Well, it had funny, some funny
0: jokes and some funny parts, but it was not a funny
1: movie. It wasn't... It didn't... It, it's kind of a kind of a roughly directed movie in that it doesn't really gain momentum. It doesn't really know how to, like, lean into what's working and what's not. hmm And so... And what's odd is that... So it's spoofing all this stuff, but, like, there's a clear... It's only, like, an hour and a half long. There's a clear moment in about an hour in where it kind of just becomes a typical romantic comedy yeah. and it's doing it on purpose. Like she's, it, they're doing spins on certain things and they're trying to make it more about her being independent and not needing that world anymore. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're still hitting those beats and the movie kind of works better when it's doing that more, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was, I mean, I also have a, I don't, I'm not a big like Adam divine fan and he's the main act lead actor here. Oh. He's just...
0: I. You know, trash talk him, Tyler.
1: A lot of people really think he's great and funny. I've just never been on that train. I don't know. It's I find it just a little bit the same as he's in all of the movies he's in. It's just a little... It's a little bit of... It's an aggressive... Uh, it's like a gym... It's a gym I mean, you have to. It's like either you're into it or you're not. And I'm just... It's not my thing.
0: He's very physical. Yeah. And that, animated. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really feel authentic. No. It feels showy. And I actually work with some people like this, and they're also kind of obnoxious. It's just like, you're not being yourself. Just, like, tone it the fuck down.
1: Yeah. You're going to name names?
0: No, I'm not going to (laughs) name names. Um, One of the jokes I did like in the movie, when you mentioned New York, was how, when the movie opens, it's like, New York as it is, which is... It's dark, it's dirty, it's grimy, it's kind of of shitty. There's so many people. The storefronts are some of where she lives. They're all run down. They're just... It's not like a glamorous place. Right. And then when she wakes up in the rom-com world, it's like, New York is so beautiful, and all the people are beautiful, and there's plenty of space to walk, and you can just like cross the street without getting hit by a fucking cab. Which is the reality yeah. of New
1: York? I mean, yeah, again, so I thought that was a fun joke. Yeah, it's a fun five second joke, but then it doesn't yeah. do anything else with yeah, it. Yeah, it
0: has jokes in the movie, but it's not like a, it's not a very good story tied together.
1: So this is my segue from some other stuff I was watching. Uh, there's two musical numbers in the movie that I think are, it, it, it creates this uh, major conflict in me because I think there's there's about an hour mark again when it starts to be after this little first musical number it's set in like a karaoke bar. That's when the movie kind of starts turning into just kind of a typical romantic comedy.
0: You were super into that
1: scene. Love that sequence. Really fun. Mm-hmm. Really funny. I just like the energy of it, right? It was working. So then at go, you know, flash to the end. It's not really a spoiler. It takes place after the credits. There's another post-credits musical number that takes place, you know, it, outside of the plot of the movie, really. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't work. And I'll give it some... I mean, we were in a pretty full theater, mm-hmm. but the crowd was clearly not into this movie. A,
0: a theater full of ladies who clearly love romantic comedy. Or
1: I mean, that was what we were positing because mm-hmm. you and I didn't really care for it. And it would seem like we were the ones that were most reacting to it, even, mm-hmm. even then. It was very, very strange because usually... People laugh at any dumb whole thing in a, in, oh, a, yeah. in a comedy. Like, if you get enough people in a, in a theater, the people are laughing at the dumbest stuff.
0: There was no contagious laughter happening. And it,
1: it felt like everybody just couldn't get wait couldn't wait to get out of it. Um, just weird. Sometimes you get into those theaters, though, where you just get a certain crowd where they're just not into something. I don't know. But that, that, would all, that also played into it. But it's, it's a very perfunctory, uh, just kind of by-the-numbers little musical bit. And there's a couple little moments inside of it that I like, but... I had to think about this. I was like, why did I like one musical number? Is it because that one's better directed than the other one? Probably. But this kind of goes into a big grand conflict of my movie going. Oh, yes. Because I, I've not, i not discussed this on our podcast before, but I, I really like uh, musicals. But I'm very finicky about the movie <laughs> musicals that I like. And there doesn't seem to be any real discernible type that i like it's really kind of like it's just totally random it seems like to me there are some that i really love and there are some that i'm just like "Mm, not for me i can't even can't wait to get it off i think the best Mm -hmm. example of this with you and i is like early in our uh, dating career dating career sure our
0: dating career dating career
1: 17 years of dating back Back in year one back when we were rookies just right on this new on the scene Mm -hmm. uh we rented like two and well we bought one filled well, yeah. it on the roof
0: yeah well here's the thing yeah i grew up and my sister and my aunts freaking loved musicals yeah i here's what i'm discovering now as i'm reflecting as an adult there's a lot of movies including musicals that i was forced to watch that it, in my mind i think i knew i was supposed to like them mm-hmm. and now i'm like i did not fucking like them <laughs> but right. in that Mindset of I think I'm supposed to like them. I had the goal of making
1: sure that you also liked them because you are also supposed to like them. And there were some I hadn't seen. So one was that we watched was Feather on the Roof, which honestly, when we were watching it, I thought I oh, like this is pretty good, but we it's so long There's that we stopped it halfway and then we literally never went back to finish it.
0: And I think we <laughs> bought it, didn't we? Yeah, we
1: have it. I think we still have it on
0: DVD. <laughs> still have
1: it. Still have it.
0: We did that in 2003. We bought
1: we, it in DVD. The other example, I know this is sacrilege, is like we rented West Side Story and we didn't make it 20 minutes. Okay,
0: so in all fairness <laughs> on that, we were yeah. watching it in our apartment yeah. on a 13-inch screen, yeah, and I think we had it on VHS, and we were playing it on my little like VHS slash TV uh, combo maybe. with, I think... <laughs> I wanna say my mattress was on the floor. Possibly. I mean, we were like sitting on the floor watching it, and I think we were way too into each other to care about the movie. Well It's I, one of those scenarios. Okay. And then we were just like, This isn't that good.
1: But I, listen. <gasps> but listen, I like all that checks out, except for the part where like we were so into each other I wasn't gonna pay attention. This is not a thing that I have a problem with because if you recall on our I like certain number of at number, which date who knows but first you date? like invited me no first date but it was like we invited first me time up in to my, the,
0: first time up into my dorm room oh you were
1: like oh I should make you watch the Royal Bombs. and you're like yeah I've never seen that I was like oh you're in for a treat and then clearly I didn't know what was going on in the situation
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I we were going to watch
1: Royal Bombs, but you were not wanting to watch Royal Bombs at that moment so I was a little bit confused I'm like you're not watching Royal Tenenbaums Bombs we were also playing that on my roommate's laptop. She wasn't there.
0: So like TVs were not. We did not have good TVs
1: back then. We were in college and we were rookies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> did we finish Royal Tenenbaums?
1: Well, not that night, but I've obviously made you finish that because it's. Great. I know, um, but like, yeah. But anyway, I mean, so. Look, they're remaking West Side Story. Steven Spielberg's making it, but, um.
0: Maybe it'll be better.
1: <laughs> I, oh. I, so, the, I, you know, I've tried that again. I've tried that movie again without you, and I'm still just like, eh. But there are, but it's not just like the old era, because I, now I have an affinity to all the Disney musicals, because I grew up watching those, so I love By those. Disney
0: musicals, you mean the Disney cartoons? The
1: cartoons, plus Mary Poppins, plus, uh, you know, I, I like some of that stuff. Okay. But then there are, when it comes to like, it's not just, there are certain old, old musicals I really like. I really like Singing in the Rain. I've watched that probably five times. Just watched it again last year. Have I even seen that? I, you probably have and you don't remember, but that's, I mm. think that one's great. And then you, and then all the way down the line, I'm, I'm really random. So I, I like Cabaret, I like Greece, I like, uh, Chicago, went risk recently. But then like, especially with new ones, I'm really all over the place with the ones I like and the ones I don't like. Didn't like the, I liked the music in Les Miserables, didn't like that movie. I kind of liked the movie Into the Woods, even though everybody else didn't like it. I'm like, yeah, but I like that musical. It's totally random. I feel like this is a challenge. It's a, it's difficult because I don't know what I'm responding to and what I'm not responding to. Because I can recognize why some people have problems with Into the Woods being, like, not a well-directed movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I kind of like the – like, why, is, why am I forgiving of things like that? Because I like the music in that, so I'm okay with it. Whereas – I like the music in Les Raw*, but the, the weird direction of that movie, I can't get away from.
0: We're, we're going to solve this. Not on this podcast.
1: Well, so I tried. This is uh-huh. what I'm saying. I got, uh, we've, we've got the Turner Classic Movies app, and it's the 31 Days of Oscar, and there's a lot of these older movies, so I'm, I'm trying to fill in some, so trying to figure this out. So mm-hmm. I've watched a couple of uh, what was available music-wise. There's a few more available this week. I'm going to try those too. So I watched uh, Top Hat which is Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers. And it's, you know, not considered like their number one. I know it's like Swing Time, which I'm waiting for that one to show up because I don't think I've seen that one either. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. I liked some of it, like Mm -hmm. the cheek-to-cheek scene's great. And there's a couple other things that are good, but like, I don't know. I was just, I was oddly ambivalent to kind of a lot of it in between the music and the dancing. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that was no help. Then I watched, um, what was the other one I watched? I said... Uh, seven
0: brides for seven brothers i want to save
1: that one for last What was the other one i watched strike up the band strike up the band this is mickey rooney and judy garland and this movie oh boy so (laughs) it's it's about a you know they're high school kids right and so the first major musical moment in the movie is actually pretty great it's a great big sequence there's a ton of extras it's like you know the ending of the crap the credit sequence of isn't it romantic has people on the big street in new york city and it's like i don't know 30 people, maybe, not even. Probably like 15 people dancing. It seems underwhelming, right?
0: Oh, no, I think it was like 40 people. Oh, God. 50.
1: it It's sparse compared to this movie has a scene toward the beginning of the movie where there's like, they're inside somewhere and there's just all these fucking people dancing oh. and doing a whole thing and it's just a big old to do and it's very impressive. You're like, oh man, this movie was made like 70, 80 years ago and look at, look what they're doing and like mm-hmm. choreography is great and just like, I'm, this is gonna be one I like, right? And then like, it's a 2 hour movie and it just starts dragon that goes into the next big sequence it is the most bizarre thing i've ever seen so there are there's there's a band they're trying to get money to go to like a competition Judy Garland Mickey Rooney so they put on this production this uh, play a musical play mm-hmm. and it's the creepiest weirdest like strangest like production They show you a, a that it goes on for like 15 minutes like it's an they show you like highlights of the story in which it's just so overdone. That's like real vaudevillian over the top. Because it's, you know, the time period, right? But it's bizarre. They spend so much money on, like, the sets and creating this, like, story for their set. Like, I don't know about money back in the day... But it seems like they put – if they just, like, saved all that money (laughs) Mm -hmm. and just, like, put it toward, like, I don't know, the bus they needed to go to their event, they could have just gotten there. No problem. Mm. So I thought that was really bizarre. Like, the the plot – it was weird. Like, the whole – the movie stops to, like, give us the story of, like, a guy who gets tricked into, like, leaving his wife and his kid and then accidentally murders his kid by, like, hitting him. It's so stupid. It's weird. Very weird. Very bizarre. (laughs) And then it ends, the big climax is just kind of like, okay, it's nothing compared to the one in the beginning. So that's weird, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this movie. It's bizarre. So then I watch, okay, so it's in Seven Brides and Seven Brothers, which I think I texted you Seven Brides for Seven Sisters. Yeah, you text
0: me, oh man, Seven Brides for Seven Sisters, uh And I just go, question mark? And you're like, what? <laughs> and I was like, the old movie? Or is there like a new lesbian one I haven't heard of? Because that sounds amazing. I would
1: watch that. So this is, by all count, and by the way, the director of uh, today, I think the director of Seven Brides seven si- for Seven Sisters, he also- Seven direct- Brothers. What did I say?
0: Brides for right. brothers. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. The
1: director <laughs> of it died today. He still, was still alive up until today. He also made a bunch of other movies like Charade. It's and- probably
0: because he knew you were going to talk shit about his movies, so he just died. But he's
1: made other really good ones, too. Um like really ones I like
0: a lot of people love that one I know it's so this long, is what I'm saying classic this is
1: not the first song. this is me trying uh this one again mm-hmm. I've tried this movie probably two other times because I know that people really like it and it gets made into high school kids play it on stage and stuff like that I don't know what it is about this one, but I can't fucking stand it. Like, I can't stand any of it. Like, it takes... it. Oh, there's, like, a whole thing where they're, like, doing, like, dances on logs, and the... Oh, my God. I can't handle it. It's got that or kind of glean yeah. to it, which I enjoy, but yes. I'm just, like, for whatever reason... And I don't know. This is the third... Probably the third time I've watched it, and I'm trying to figure out, like, why don't I respond to this? And it's kind of like... For a long time, I was kind of like this with The Wizard of Oz. I was always just, like... What's with this fucking movie, right? Yeah, and I've come around on that. I'm like, I've been able to like let like, go. Oh, that's stupid because I Wizard of Oz is a classic. And it's very good. There's no reason to ever dog on uh, Wizard of Oz. But there was a period where I was just like not into it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I got over that. So I thought maybe it was just because of an age thing or something. Uh, yeah, but I think the same, Seven Brides for the Seven Sisters <laughs> go <laughs> what? No, brothers. you're just doing it on purpose. No, brothers. I That was that same time period where I saw it the first time, and mm. I don't know what's going on. I don't like it.
0: So, the bottom line is you haven't, I
1: haven't solved cracked, this. I haven't cracked it yet.
0: Okay. I think I'm going to put my... Um data analysis hat on for you and off uh off mic we're gonna solve this in the next couple days so what we'll do is we will list all of the musicals that you've watched Mm -hmm. all of the main attributes of it and then we're gonna analyze the data and see where like what falls out what correlates with you liking and not liking
1: yeah well there's a couple more that are still coming on because they the Turner well, add them as they come out. The Turner Classic thing, they rotate them out, like, quick. Like, something, there's new ones every day, but then they expire. You only get, like, a week with things. So there's a couple, like, Meet Me in St. Louis is in there, which I've seen, and I think I have a memory of, like, really liking that one. So I wasn't going to necessarily revisit that one, but then I was thinking maybe I should. But then there's, like, 42nd Streets coming on there in a couple days, and I haven't seen that. I'm eager to see that one.
0: Because this is curious. Is it, the, is it the music? Is it the acting? Is it the storytelling? Is it the directing? Is it... What is happening?
1: I think because like good like Top Hat has a lot of the kind of same stuff that Singing in the Rain has in terms of like the dancing and all that. I think it might just come down to whether I respond to the music or not. The music, I think so, not because like a lot, the lot main of the structure. Because the... I generally like old, I like the um, the pace of older movies, and I like. I like the wholesome, like i i I like that wholesomeness aspect. I kind of I like that, even the stuff that's out of date. I like that. I have an appreciation sexism, for sexism, racism, and yeah, stuff. all that stuff. I love yeah. mm mm-hmm. that. So I, <laughs> I I don't like it when a movie doesn't move, and that happens a lot in older movies. That you can't escape that in any generation of the movie. Um, but I think it might be the music. But again, I don't know why certain certain things I really like and certain things I don't. I don't. You really like that?
0: Uh, the one Music Man is that what it's called?
1: I like that's another one. I like some of the music man. I think it like starts pretty strong, and then I like as it keeps going along, I'm just like, eh. I think it's the movie pieces. I almost feel like I need to watch these
0: with you. I watched the Music Man like last year, so, so I can observe your reactions and be an outside observer.
1: I'm not a theater guy. I wasn't in theater. I know a lot of people like the old like they like a lot of these because they really get to know the music and they like that, and I'm not big on like um real heavy theatrical I like. I mean, I I clearly like more like melodic uh, songs with stronger hooks, whereas a lot of like theatrical songs are like hitting the big note, hitting the big. It's different. Like the structure is different. You the you have music. Why am I telling you this? You know about music more than I do. You know how to play music.
0: Sure. Seventeen years ago, before we met.
1: Okay. Well, sure. I don't know. I I'm, I'm just. You have to help me with this. Okay. Though. I'm
0: going to help you. Um, did you like The Greatest Showman? No. <laughs> Okay, we'll save that hot take for another episode. I didn't.
1: Um, yeah, I've, I've been watching a ton of movies, though. I watched... Uh,
0: you also wanted to talk about The Wife?
1: Oh, yeah, so that the we're recording this episode right before the Oscars. I think Glenn Close is probably going to win uh, her Oscar for The Wife. I love Glenn Close, but, man, I do not like the movie The Wife. <laughs> She's good in it. I don't understand. It's a Is movie. it like
0: um, the show The Good Wife?
1: No, which I love that show. Um, <laughs> God, I love that Good Wife. Um... <laughs> We should we do... Should, someone on the, on the internet are already doing like a, every episode a podcast of The Good Wife. They probably. probably That's a good show. Probably. I like that show. Anyway, the wife is like... She's the wife of a husband who's gonna get the Pulitzer Prize or the Nobel Prize. One of those two. And he's a writer. So probably the Pulitzer... No, I think Just he's getting keep a Nobel going. Prize. Just keep going. Um, so he's a dick, right? And then... Okay. B- but she's like... They're having... They have a rocky relationship so they go on this thing. and But every scene is like... It's a big fight. Like, they have a big fight. And then... Something happens dramatic, like they get a call from, like, their daughter who just had their baby, and it's like, oh, now we're okay with each other, we love each other. Like, it does this three times. It's like, every major, like, big scene of hers, which is supposed to be her big acting moments, has this really stupid resolution, and the whole overall arc of it is, I guess, could have been a clever idea for a movie, but I just was annoyed by it. And Mm -hmm. I, it's one of these, look. I don't want to bitch about the Oscars, but it's a lot of this, like, sometimes when we get the... These people who are overdue for an award, they do a showy part, and then that's what they win for, even though, like, the movie is garbage. I feel like there should be, like, a... The movie should be good, right? It should be better than...
0: Yes. It should be good.
1: I don't know. I just don't, uh...
0: So you think she's gonna win because they're like, well, she hasn't won in a while. She's
1: never won. And so, I mean, I, I think she's good in the movie. She's definitely the best thing about it, but I'm just like, Whatever. And then I rewatched uh, again in, in advance of the Oscars. I rewatched Black Panther. Mm-hmm. It was I have the Blu-ray, and yet it was not right, it's just sitting there right on Netflix. So I just watched it on
0: Netflix. Oh, Tyler, why do you even buy these movies
1: then? Well, because they're it's going to those ones go away on That's Netflix. True. So I'm I'm happy to have it. And I really uh, I really dug Black Panther again. This would be my number three time seeing. It did it.
0: not make it into my top ten.
1: I know you, right? put, didn't Infinity, I boot it? you put Infinity War in instead. I feel like if you had rewatched it with me, you'd have been on board.
0: Yeah, because of the recency effect. Anything
1: that's the most recent thing you watched is what you like the most. I'm happy with where it is on like my, my list of stuff, which was like out of my top 10. But, um, I, it's a real, the, the one thing I, I'm really happy it got into the best picture race, but it didn't get a screenplay nomination. And I think that is like its best asset. It's a really strong screenplay because mm. it's a tricky, because it has to, like, it, his character's already been established in a previous movie, but you have to create a whole different world. You have to reestablish his conflict. But then you, they also introduce, like, their best villain they've ever had with Michael B. Jordan. And to, like, navigate that and, like, put these two things together and make it satisfying is a pretty difficult task. And I was just... That was what I was most impressed with this time was just the kind of the buoyancy and of it the script. wasn't nominated for screenplay. Not for a screenplay, no. But Green Book was... Different category. Okay. That's all I have.
0: <laughs> okay. So that wraps up our segment of what have you been watching? So if you're keeping track, here are the things that you should watch. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Happy Death Day to you. Go watch the first one. Uh-huh. Also good. Um, isn't it romantic? Mm-hmm. You could pass on that one probably. Um, Black Panther. Yeah. A definite go. Strike Up the Band. I mean... Top hat? A a lot of it. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? None of it. (laughs) Seven Brides for Seven Sisters? I'd like to see that. Make that movie, somebody. Somebody
1: should make that movie. And
0: the wife. (sighs) Does anybody in the movie go, my wife? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Would that make the movie better? Yeah, it would be
1: better. A whole letter grade (laughs) higher, I'd say. (laughs) My My wife. I like it.
0: Okay, so for the remaining part of the episode, we are going to talk about When Harry Met Sally, which is kind of one of... Uh, i feel like a heavy hitter the a seminal
1: movie. a seminal uh romantic comedy of the 80s 90, 80, you know the 80s 89
0: what does seminal mean like you
1: know a, 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 a must wow uh, you had a
0: lot of eyes uh, uh, in there well you know just
1: you know trying no. to get it out the best way a must like a what is- an essential work Who says seminar? I don't know. Just Whatever. You're going to look it up and see if I use the wrong word? Well, it sounds sounds like a plan. It
0: sounds like semen. So I'm just going to say that.
1: Well, Meg Ryan likes that semen in the diner scene, right?
0: Okay. Okay. So it's an adjective. Yeah. It has two meanings. Uh Uh-huh. Strongly influencing later developments. Yeah. So it's like of a work, event, moment, or figure that strongly influences influences later developments. Yeah. So I don't. Like the seminal work on chaos theory. It's theory.
1: influential. Influential. It's like the co- a core piece, a core okay. piece of the overall structure of the.
0: Number two definition yeah. is relating to or denoting semen.
1: Nice. <laughs> I told you. That's great.
0: Oh, man. Please use that word as often as possible in any of your published newspaper reviews. I have.
1: You would know if you actually read them.
0: I proofread them when you ask me to. I
1: don't ever ask you. you okay, don't ever so do we were
0: talking about when Harry met Sally. Let's do some. High stats.
1: High stats for when Harry met Nancy Sally.
0: When Harry met Sally came out July 1989. Summer movie. It was rated R.
1: Yeah, there's some language in it.
0: An hour and 35 minutes. Fantastic. Great length. So it came out in 89. We're mm. we're pretty young, so we probably didn't see it until it was like a uh, had already become popular. Right. Like in the 90s. Well, I don't think I saw when I was six.
1: You probably didn't. You
0: probably didn't.
1: it R. Your parents would be R, irresponsible.
0: Your parents probably had you see it, see it because they're t- on they video like to do that. Sure. It stars Billy Crystal, Crystal, Meg Ryan, the late Carrie Fisher, the late Bruno Kirby. Yep. And directed some by other R- people,
1: Rob Reiner. Yes. And written by Nora Ephron, the late Nora Ephron, who would go on to like write *Sleepless in Seattle* and other things that are mm-hmm. good. But yes, those was a big, uh, big hit. I believe it was a box office uh, smash. Is what I would say.
0: Yeah, let's see what the budget was. Estimated budget was sixteen million. Yep. Um, opening weekend,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it grossed. I'm trying to read the number correctly here. Just one million.
1: Oh, maybe it had a small release. Oh,
0: opening weekend one million grossed overall ninety two million. Yeah,
1: it was a big hit. Okay. Big, big hit. Uh, a word of mouth sleeper hit of the summer it sounds like is what you're we're saying yes what do you uh remember did you write down a thing what do you
0: remember
1: every episode we try to write down what we remember about the movie for about 30 seconds before we watch the movie and see if we can remember it did you want to say yes
0: i'll go first okay so what do you remember i remembered Billy and Crystal. Billy and Crystal. Billy (laughs) Billy and Crystal. Crystal, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan graduate college and take a long road trip or something together. They maybe just met or just friends, and they argue about how men and women can't be friends. Flash forward like five or ten years, they meet up again and try to be just friends. But Meg Ryan has the all famous fake orgasm in the restaurant, and they end up falling in love because who can resist falling in love with Meg Ryan in the 1980s? Okay. I, I was pretty proud of my, what I remembered. Yours was
1: great, especially compared to mine, because this is what I wrote. I said, when Harry met Sally, dot, 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 some stuff happened. I wrote a little bit more.
0: Okay, I was like, that's not like you, Tyler. Billy
1: Crystal and Meg Ryan are friends, but things get complicated when they have sex? Or try to be intimate without getting into a full-on relationship? Yada, yada, fake orgasm in the restaurant. That one lady will have what she's having. Men and women are so different. Humorous commentary. Listen. I didn't have a lot of memories of this movie when we started watching it. Okay. I think I've seen it, but it was not something that stuck with me all that well. I definitely have, like, stronger uh, memory of seeing, like, Sleepers in Seattle and other, even, like, other Meg Ryan. I mean, hell, even You've Got Mail, for God's sake. Um, um
0: Well, since you're mentioning it, yeah. and I know we've just done high stats and what do you remember i think i gotta just jump right into tea time with tyla
1: another one of our regular segments right on the heels of a previous regular segment
0: yes because you brought it up and i had pl- i'd actually planned this one so oh. Tyler, well, i'm filling up my coffee tonight not
1: tea Nope. has it been tea for a while it's we've. i mean we haven't done it we've in a couple kind of weeks.
0: transitioned into this like evening um night cap of coffee yeah And I don't know what it is. I think it's because it's like, it's winter and I don't know. It feels like coffee feels like warm and like cheerful.
1: It's not my favorite type of nightcap, but it's pleasant enough.
0: Okay. So in the time that I, do you need some more coffee too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I've got the delicious uh, butter pecan creamer.
1: What, do you want to name the brand? Are they paying for advertising this yes, week? Yes, it's
0: probably Delight or... Uh, the other TV one? There's uh... <laughs> only two of them, are there? Yeah, I don't know. Okay.
1: International House of... No, what's that one that's called okay. International?
0: International House of Pancakes? No,
1: that's not it. I think
0: it's just called International. That's oh. the Delights one. I don't know. Okay. Right,
1: right in and tell us. <laughs>
0: right in and tell us. In the time it takes me to fill up my mug... Name as many. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You probably already know, so you're thinking about it. I don't know. Name as many Meg Ryan movies as you can and go.
1: Okay, proof of life.
0: (laughs) <laughs> That's Russell Crowe. Shut up. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second.
1: Sleepless in Seattle. Joe versus the volcano. You've got mail. Four. City of Angels. Five. That one that uh, Roger Ebert mentioned. We were doing a little bit of research on the show. Uh, uh, mm, 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 mm. The First Wives Club. Is she in that? I don't remember. Uh, um, um, she's in that one. Uh, Crazy, not love. Uh, five. Um, you got
0: five movies on there, Tyler. No, no, no. I'm trying to we'll think. Unless let you keep going while I fill up yours.
1: There's that other one with... Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, Kate and Leopold. Uh,
0: That's not her. It is, too. Her okay. and Hugh
1: Jackman. Wolverine. Um, sure, so you not thinking of Goldie Hawn? No, it's not Goldie Hawn. i okay, just saying. Don't, I don't mix those two up. Uh, um, you have
0: six. You got six. That's not bad. Here you go. Considering. Um... As I was addicted looking, to love. As I was looking back on her,
1: um uh, oh French kiss, man, I have got some more for you, French kiss, addicted to love.
0: Yeah, she's not.
1: She, oh, you know, I did recently read an article. Well, okay, okay,
0: mm-hmm. fun,
1: uh, fun. I'll give you the fact? truth. No, I'll give you the Should truth. Uh, I, there was an article in the New York Times headlined, uh, "Oh, why haven't seen Meg Ryan? She's given up. She hasn't acted very much in a while." And I was really interested to read, it, and I clicked on it. And I was out of my uh, number of free uh, New York Times articles. Damn it, Tyler! Why
0: did you even bring that up?
1: I don't know. It's probably a really interesting article, though. I just didn't read it because she
0: hasn't really been in a movie. She was in a movie in 2015 called Ithaca. Okay. Um, but before that, her last movie was in 2009. What was that movie? Serious Moonlight. Oh,
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: And then before that, The Women, My Mom's New Boyfriend, The The Deal.
1: I don't in that. the land of women. In the and land of women. Yeah. She's
0: done some TV series in the last few years. She she's was, not did been web therapy. She was the narrator in How I Met Your Dad, which was a TV movie.
1: Wait, what? A was TV it...
0: movie called How I Met Your Dad.
1: The, is that not just the pilot episode that they are trying to do a spin? Not a spin-off but a, of How I Met Your Mother, because they did do a pilot for that. It was
0: in 2014. That
1: lines up. That might have been like the pilot episode. They, they even no, brought in. No, I don't think so. Who's in that movie?
0: It's directed by Rob Greenberg. Okay. Uh, n- none of the people, Nicholas Degasto. No, Jake it's not a spinoff Free, of uh, Greta Gerwig. Greta,
1: yep, that's okay. So it's Greta Gerwig. That was the spin. They were gonna create a show after How I Met Your Mother called How I Met Your Dad. They made a pilot. That's what it was. But because I swear to God, what? because of the poor reaction to the end of uh, what well, this was a major contributor. The horrible reaction that the series finale of How I Mother Your Mother got ended up like, hurting this pilot's chances of continuing. That was a pilot. I remember that, because I was excited about that, because Greta Gerwig was going to do it. But yeah, so apparently she was an editor on that, for that one pilot episode. Wow. They're calling it a movie to, like, try to save face, but that's what I it was. I was going to say,
0: it's not showing me the length of it?
1: It probably didn't get seen by anybody outside of, uh, like, the networks and stuff.
0: That's weird. Yep. There you go. So she did that. She was in a couple episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm.
1: Okay. No. Yeah. No, she, I'm sure that New York Times article really illuminated all of this information for us. If only I had read it. Yeah. I should have gotten the other computer out and just used my free articles. You should on just that.
0: clear to crack, get your cash.
1: Thanks a lot, uh, current administration, for sucking up all of my New York Times links.
0: Shh, <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so uh, um, when Harry How- met Sally. Uh huh. When Harry met Sally.
1: Go. No. Go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My plot was pretty straight on. It was they uh, meet in college. At the end, after they graduate, they take a little road trip from Chicago to New York or something like that. Right? Yeah, the structure
1: of this is really like the beginning of this is the movie really doesn't get started for a little while because they get a scene where they're driving from college to mm-hmm. New York and they She's don't like each other. Just giving him a
0: ride. Yep, yeah, he Barely has a girlfriend. Met
1: him. Uh so this is where a lot you know, they this is where the central premise of like, oh he Billy Crystal says like all women and men can't be friends because men are always just trying to sleep with every uh woman that they know. Mm -hmm. So they don't get along, right? They meet again five years later, and like an airport, he's engaged, she's dating a friend of his or someone that he knows, and then they go their separate ways again, they again they make a comment about the friendship thing, and then we finally settle into the actual plot of the movie. Another five years goes by They meet again. His wife has left. Billy Crystal's wife has left him. She has just broken up with that same guy from five years ago because Mm -hmm. he did not want to commit and get married.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And there they are. They become friends. Yep. And they have a lot of walking and talking.
0: A lot of walking and talking in New York scenes.
1: Right. So this is a a fascinating movie um, because it is regarded as a classic in our generation. It is a movie that you they don't make anymore. I think Nora Ephron was, like, the last one to really do these things. You've Got Mail is, like – I mean, they do it, right? They do romantic comedies where people are chatty and they have, like, the so-called chemistry or whatever. But it is an extremely difficult thing to write. This is a tricky – like, this is what every, like, wannabe screenwriter wants to do. They want to do, like, Before Sunrise (laughs) or they want to do the comedic version, which is, like, Annie Hall or – Or When Harry Met Sally, right? It's impossible to write.
0: Yes, because what would Roger say? Oh, we're going
1: to do that segment, too. Yeah, we're just
0: going to bang them all out right here. Yeah, so he he makes a comment about this very specific topic. Okay. First of all, how many stars did uh, he give it?
1: I would say he gave it three stars.
0: Yeah, he gave it three out of four. So he makes a comment in his review that Efron's dialogue which we're talking about, represents the way people would like to be able to talk. It's witty and epigrammatic, and there are lots of lines to quote when you're telling friends about the movie. Mm -hmm. The dialogue would defeat many actors, but Crystal and Ryan help it to work. Their characters seem smart and quick enough to almost be this witty. It's only occasionally that the humor is paid for at the expense of credibility, as in the hilarious but unconvincing scene where Sally sits in a crowded restaurant and demonstrates how to fake an orgasm. I laughed, but somehow I didn't think Sally or any woman would really do that.
1: Okay. Well, we'll, so we'll unpack that in a second. But the witty, talky, right. talky-talky dialogue. It's impossible because it is not realistic. But And that's fun. I mean, you can have a lot of fun with that. Obviously, Tarantino has made a career out of like writing witty, whip-smart dialogue. And we like it when it comes out right. Also, but, Aaron Sorkin. Or Aaron Sorkin. The yeah. walk and talks of all Aaron Sorkins. Yes. But even see, Aaron Sorkin has had Struggle. Some problems with that yeah, and some of his hard. other later shows after the West Wing. Where, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a real tough thing to pull off. Mm-hmm. And that's more, I think that's most like, that's a, Aaron Sorkin's a great example because he still writes really, he's written some really good movie scripts still. But like ever since the West Wing, some of his TV series have been really uneven on this part. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's, and, and that's not, an, I don't think that's a knock on Aaron Sorkin. I mm-hmm. think it's a knock on how just impossible this kind of tone is to get right. Because you, number one, it has to be – if it's a comedy, it has to be funny, right? Mm-hmm. The actors have to nail it or it doesn't work at all. Mm-hmm. And then it has to be clever in a way that's not false, right? If you're making comments or you're doing a stand-up routine that doesn't click or it doesn't – or it feels like a com- comic comedy routine, then it does, it's not believable.
0: Yeah, you're not a real person
1: coming up with that on the spot. And – We've especially gotten. I, we're not even attempting this as much anymore. I think we've especially like the last ten years of these kind of movies. We've really tried to move away, like because I think there's been so many bad versions of romantic comedies that try to get people to be clever that it, it's come off so poorly that it's not even attempted all that much anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I mean that's I mean that's too bad. I mean this is not a this is not like a novel idea. We've been like you know Annie Hall did this. If you go back to like His Girl Friday, which is another like old film that I really love that has that rapid fire. Like, man versus woman, battle of the sexes type of, like, riffing, right? It's not realistic, but it's fun and it feels energetic and it it's all dependent on the actors, right? So, it's a bit of a marvel that, like, you can watch this and it still has that entertainment value. Mm-hmm. I don't... I, there are things, there are lines that are not great or they feel like they've aged or they feel too clever. I agree with Roger Ebert on the classic, and like, scene... In that it it's funny. It's not even really funny to Arjun. Gener- I mean, it's it's been so it's been overdone. spoofed and
0: so many hundreds of times
1: that the thing <laughs> that I, it, it it it's just such a broad. It's a broad comic moment, right? And it 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 doesn't feel like it's something that could have ever could have ever really happen,
0: especially with that character who's not like the most outgoing, like a- outward
1: character. Except that like for a long time in the movie, Meg Ryan plays this character. She, like her number one character trait is that she's like really picky about how she orders food. Mm-hmm. That's like the worst. God, I couldn't imagine being around uh, anybody that like like order food so specifically. Like it has to be like off menu. Everything's a special plus order. Plus, ordering has changed. Like,
0: like bitch, we are getting all our food spat in. Thank you. Yeah,
1: no kidding. Like the whole table. Like I'm gonna spit. order first.
0: She's gonna order last. After our food comes.
1: Yeah, like you don't get to order till we all get our food. We've been
0: with <laughs> people. We've been to restaurants with yes, people like this. And you always worry
1: about you getting your food spit in too because those people are yes, being like so that. So then
0: you feel like you have to like smile more and like comfort the waitress of like I
1: know my friend's an asshole. Like unless it's you. an allergy, order something off the fucking menu. If it's an allergy. You just totally. don't fucking go there. Or just, I'm fine with you asking for certain... There's little things you can do. That's fine. Something on the side. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about every little thing getting mm-hmm. changed. And Billy Crystal turns out, this is one of the assets that he likes about her, eventually. Um. So yeah, I know the diner scene with Rob Reiner's mom doing the I'll have what she's having. That's famous a, his line. mom?
0: Yeah. I don't a famous, I that.
1: That's a famous pop. Hey, that's if a you're ever on trivia. Ellen's Game of Games you are probably going to get asked one of that question because it's okay. a broad uh, pop culture idea. Well, so now you something. know if before you get a goad on Node or Goad. I don't know.
0: Okay, good to know.
1: Yeah, so anyway.
0: That was my alarm to go to bed if you heard that. Great.
1: It's um, 10.30. So anyway, of- I think that it's a um, a really strong... Because we were playing some clips before we started, and I, cause we, again, it's been two weeks since we watched it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of those clips just really play well. And it, uh, it's Meg Ryan... Who, I think there's no one, during this generation, late 80s, 90s, there's no one more appealing. She's the the quintessential girl next door, right? But, like,
0: what happened to her? Why didn't you finish that article?
1: I don't know. Well, I think some of her later movies weren't, I, we want to know the truth, she got older. And you know how Hollywood treats older women.
0: Older being there's like only you're five now. There's only room out. for Meryl
1: Streep, Diane Keaton, and even they they don't work and Diane Keaton Meryl Streep gets all the roles that she wants, but then everybody else doesn't get much of that, right? Mm-hmm. She's not even older than that. But there's a weird period where we don't get those uh those you know, those those performances. So But during this time she was I mean, it was Julia Roberts and it was Meg Ryan. And Meg Ryan was the more like believable, like person. Julia Roberts was almost just like otherworldly in a lot of ways in some of these movies right whereas meg ryan felt like it was someone that you could know and like you know essentially Mm -hmm. fall in love with that was the whole idea right you know
0: what's weird is one of the scenes at the end of this movie Mm -hmm. she's like crying and she's super upset and we just watched this clip so it's on the fresh top of my memory where she's like and i'm gonna be 40 and he's like in like what like eight years Mm-hmm. Um, which would make her 32 in the movie. And yeah. she was only 28 when she did this movie.
1: What I like about that scene, too, is that she's like, it's like, she even goes on. It's like, it's different for women. There's some of those, some of those little extra moments. Like, that. It's it goes beyond the punchline a lot mm-hmm. of the times. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's different. We are thinking about, like, they're making a point of the character thinking about something that hasn't happened yet. But it makes it believable and that you do feel for her conundrum.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have Billy Crystal, who, listen, I think Billy Crystal's very funny. But he's an actor. If he's in the wrong thing or he's doing something that's too comic, he can really feel, like, not – really out of place, right? This is a movie where he's restrained enough. Like, he's a funny character, but he's not I, – I don't think he's as – he's not as good as, uh like, Tom Hanks or, no. or Meg Ryan. I mean, I think Tom Hanks has got the – he's got the, the juice more so, but –
0: Unfortunately for me, Mm -hmm. um, when going back and watching this, I think after watching a certain movie 150 times probably. Monsters, Inc.? Nope. I just can't. (laughs) Monsters, University? Nope. Probably before I
1: met you. Princess Bride?
0: Nope. (laughs) City Slickers.
1: Oh, City Slickers.
0: All I can think of is like he's like the City Slickers character. Okay. Yeah. Which that fits him so well.
1: Well, in the beginning, I was having a hard time with his ha- like, because he's <laughs> in college, so he has, like, different hair Never, like, than Billy Crystal. Like, his hair later is very normal. Same with Meg Ryan. They all have, like, their normal hair later. Mm-hmm. But in his early scenes, I'm like, I couldn't. I was like, why are they? I mean, I know it's the joke, but anyway. So, so they're to good. me,
0: he's not, like, a romantic person to be
1: interested in. So, you're just, like, City Slickers are bust. Kind of. Or Mike Wazowski are bust.
0: Well... I just don't think of him as like a. uh, He's not, in my mind, even then, like attractive.
1: Is that. I mean, is the movie pitch either of them as like appealing, attractive?
0: No, but. I don't think the movie's really interested in that. She's adorable, but it's hard. I don't know. Just, it's. Nowadays, it seems like you can't be a love interest in a movie unless you're handsome.
1: handsome. Yeah, that's definitely a difference. I feel like uh, this movie is less interested in whether they. like look appealing to each other so much as they like have chemistry. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas everybody in these movies now has to be like hot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if they're not, it's it, it feels wrong. In fact, that's what isn't it, isn't it romantic central idea is that like if you're not hot or you're the typical type, this world doesn't happen to you, right? Yeah, so. That's what we've gone to. Whereas this was a movie just lived in, like these people do, f- I guess they're famous people, but it does feel like they're real people Even the and side this- characters right. of
0: Carrie Fisher and
1: Bruno Kirby, which I wanted to mm-hmm. talk about because they are, uh, this is the second, uh, episode we've done with a Carrie Fisher supporting role mm-hmm. and,
0: Oh, man. It but, was, like, the same year, 1989. Yeah,
1: and very different types of roles. Yeah. She's really good in this. So is Bruno Kirby, and they have great chemistry together, because they're, like, the friends who end up getting... They go on, like, a double date, and they're ten, they're intending to, like, date each other.
0: Because they feel so bad for one another that they're trying to help each other out.
1: Yeah, but they, they're the ones that end up connecting, and their relationship is really strong. Mm-hmm. And...
0: They have a spark. Gary Fisher and...
1: But they yeah. both have sparks outside of... I mean, they're good side characters, right? Like, yes. they are... The essence of what all these other movies chase with a good side character. Because they're not... they're A lot of side characters are just, like, broadly funny. These people feel believable as their friends. Mm-hmm. They exist together. And then, they, of course, they have that uh scene where they are all on the phone together. Where they... After Billy Crystal and, and Meg Ryan have finally... Because that's something I kind of forgot. They don't really get together romantically for quite a while. They are friends for... A long
0: stretch. The 95% of the movie.
1: They only have sex, like, really late in the movie. And that's when they have this, like, scene where they're each calling their friends, but uh, Grinnell Kirby and Carrie Fisher are in bed together. So the scene plays out where they are all kind of talking as a split screen.
0: Because they clearly have two phone lines, which was a thing in the 80s. Sure. You'd have multiple phone lines. Yeah. Want to listen to it? Sure. Okay, let's hear it. yours. Hello. I'm sorry to call so early. Are you all right?
1: No one I know would call at this hour.
0: I did something terrible.
1: What did you do? No one I know would call at this That's hour. It's so awful. I need to talk. What happened? What's the matter? Harry came over last night. I
0: went night. over to Sally's last night.
1: Because I was upset that Joe was getting married. And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, we were kissing. To and make then a long story short, we, we did, did it. it. They did it. That's Great, Sally. We've been praying for it. We should have done it in the first place. For months, we've been saying you should do it. You guys belong together. It's like killing two birds with one stone, it's like two wrongs make a right. How, How was it? It? The daring part was good. I
0: thought it was good. But then I felt suffocated. But then I guess it wasn't.
1: Jesus, I'm sorry. No worries. How did he
0: get out of there? He just disappeared. I
1: feel so bad.
0: I'm so embarrassed. I
1: don't blame him. That's horrible. I think I'm coming down with something. I
0: think I'm catching a cold.
1: Look, it would have been great if it worked out, but it didn't. Mm. I should never go to bed with anyone when you found out your last boyfriend is getting married. Who's that talking? Who? Is that Jess on the phone? It's Jean Fun on the VCR? It's Brian Campbell. You, you want to come over, over for breakfast? breakfast? No, I'm not up to it. No, I feel too awful. Good. good. I mean, it's so early. But call me later if you want. I'll call you later, okay? Okay, bye. 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 So it's a very... I mean, it's a script. It's such a script scene, right? hmm It's just... It, it's clever for its own. It's snappy.
0: Own. It's cute.
1: But the performance works in the way that the camera splits. I think even listening to the clip is not... Doesn't give it as much justice as watching the performers do mm-hmm. it, so... Um, and then... Let's talk about the ending, and then I want to talk about the weird, uh, old people.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
1: So, I think the ending really works because of Meg Ryan. Uh, it has a real romantic, uh, New Year's Eve, uh, ending, mm-hmm. where they have, they've, they've slept together, but they decided not to continue that relationship. They date other people, it's going poorly. He was kind of a jerk, you know, and then they end up being separated from New Year's Eve, but he ends up coming to, declare his love for her and the way he does it i think is kind of what sets it apart because it's definitely like not just because i he's giving her specific examples of like things that that he likes about their relationship he's trying to like prove that it's about the friendship and not about the sexual chemistry Mm -hmm. but he's using that as an argument to saying like we should get together romantically but then i also really like how meg ryan reacts to him and that it's like you're just here because you're lonely on new year's eve and i like that pushback and her kind of strength as a character to kind of really make him earn it rather than just being like oh yes i'm so glad you're here i've had a terrible night blah mm-hmm. blah blah you know mm-hmm. i really like how it gives her some of that power even though she's the one that's being very vulnerable in the scene hmm um they're both being vulnerable but she's like upset more upset it seems mm-hmm. like she's crying. So I like that ending a lot. And it's very romantic and it's got the New Year's Eve. What's the deal with that song? Is that like what's the name of that song? The New Old Year's
0: Lansing or whatever. What? Hmm?
1: What'd you say? Mm-hmm. You heard me. Everybody, how do people in the world when they're in movies especially and on New Year's well, I Eve? I said it
0: right. I may not have pronounced it right. How Old are they all laying s- How are
1: they all singing it? I don't know a single word to that song. I mean, I know it, I hear it, I still don't know the words to it. I don't know Should how people sing. Should all
0: acquaintances be forgot?
1: Should all acquaintances? I don't even know how to sing Quaintance that. Acquaintances be forgot. Be forgot and blossom then. An in odd scene. Uh huh.
0: Anyway, say, I
1: don't know a single word of it. But anyway, Wait, we're
0: hear it right here. Okay. In this final scene, is it?
1: It's not the final. I don't it's know. Towards the, toward the end. the end cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes, and I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible.
0: see that is just like you harry you say things like that and you make it impossible for me to hate you and i hate you harry i really hate you
1: That's after she's uh, kind of uh, given him a little bit of the pushback. And he follows it up with a little bit of uh, extra heat to sell his uh, moment. But, like, also the music's playing. Other people are kissing. I mean, they should see how they feel about it the next morning. (laughs) But as we learn, they get their own little talking. head throughout the movie, we get these uh, scenes of older couples that have been together for a long time. And they're Mm -hmm. telling stories of their marriage and how they met. Because the movie, of course, is called when hearing met sally so we have to hear these other stories of real life people that met and i couldn't give a shit about these people let's
0: hear one just as a quick example okay we're
1: gonna listen to one we were both born in the same in hospital 1921 seven days apart in the same hospital we both grew up one block away from tenements. each other on the lower east side on delancey street my
0: family moved to the Bronx
1: he when I was 10. lived on Fordham Road. Hers moved when she was I 11. lived on 183rd Street.
0: For six years, she worked on the 15th floor for a
1: very prominent as a neurologist, nurse where Dr. I had a Benmelin. practice on the 14th floor of the very same we building. never met. Never met. Can you imagine that? Listen, they rehearsed that shit. <laughs>
0: you're like throughout the movie we're sitting here watching this and you're just like oh what are these fucking old people in this movie for I
1: hate this this is stupid (laughs) I don't need it I just want to go to the other part of the movie don't I don't need to listen I know you're breaking up the scenes or whatever. Just give me the movie. This is not the movie. This is other things. I don't-
0: Yeah, I don't care about this. Shut up. It's not
1: bad in and of itself. Independent of itself is not bad. It's very sweet, right? I just don't care about it in the movie. I don't want it when I'm watching the movie. No. Just saying. Don't like it. Like,
0: shut up, old people. I don't care how you- Nor
1: Efron didn't write this. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I think about that. That's about the only major criticism I have. Like I said, some of it- some of the dialogue obviously feels very movie- like, but it's, you know, when it works, it works, right? That's kind of the thing.
0: Yeah, I think this holds up as a classic worth rewatching. It works.
1: It holds up much more than, like, well, maybe we'll do the episode eventually. Like, Jerry Maguire's, like, famous lines. That stuff just feels. We lived through that, and maybe that's why some of that just feels real sappy.
0: And when things get too popular, then they're spoofed too much, and then you're, like, you're hating the people that like are Like, I'll have what it. she's
1: having. We don't really like that scene, maybe exactly. because it's been spoofed too much. Mm-hmm. Same with the Jerry Maguire thing. You
0: had me at hello. Yeah, I mean, all that oh, stuff just feels, shut like, up. so...
1: And, and, the you know, Titanic has the same problem, where dialogue that's not necessarily, like, bad, but yeah. very movie dialogue, because it's very, like, theatrical... That becomes like a punchline. King of the world, all this stuff. Like, it's not necessarily the worst line of dialogue. It feels bad because we were hit over the head with it for way too long. So when Harry and Sally could have been a lot more of that when watching it, and it surprisingly, uh, kind of withstands some of those, um, the time of just getting, it's no my wife, I tell you. Although I think my wife is coming back. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. My wife.
0: I didn't have any hot takes on when Harry met Sally.
1: Oh, you didn't like the music? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't notice the music.
1: It's very jazzy, very... Uh, I think that we watched that uh, e, uh Siskel and Ebert clip where they're talking about how it's a Woody Allen movie, and it's like very much like the Woody Allen music. Yeah. But we don't talk about Woody Allen anymore because, well, he's a creep. But all oh, half of Hollywood is. Not as much as... Maybe he's a bigger creep than most. Anyway. A little bit of a tangent anything else a lot of dead air there <laughs> i'll cut that out it's cool <laughs> okay cool yeah no i think we got it we covered it not bad for two weeks later yeah i still remembered it i mean watching the clips did help i was gonna do an angela explains it all segment where we were gonna have you uh, try to explain the plot of this because i know the two weeks goes by you kind of tend to forget some yeah, basic my brain's things like
0: fuck this trim it but then it we
1: were looking at stuff and i felt like you would have been kind of cheating because we can watch some clips so we did no angela explains it all today you're off the hook
0: so is this a movie i'm going to watch every year near valentine's or new year's
1: i don't know you didn't this is the first time you've watched it in years why would you start now
0: yeah it's good but like not good enough to <laughs> like make it like an annual cut
1: it's not a cl- well it's not classic for you is what you're saying it's yeah. not like something that you were hooked on to Mm-hmm. Um, all the time. I
0: mean, it's no 10 things I hate about you.
1: Well, we didn't, you just barely watched that for like first time in years too. Like I don't know. act like there's a, you don't watch, we don't rewatch movies anyway. Cause you have 15,000
0: movies that you haven't even opened yet. How
1: could we rewatch I've seen either? seven brides for seven sisters three times.
0: God, we're, we should make that. You should write that screenplay.
1: Yeah.
0: <gasps> Ooh, maybe that's going to be our million dollar hit.
1: I feel like the white, straight white man probably shouldn't be the person to write that script, but hey, why not? I'll write it. There you go.
0: You just tell me what to write, and then I'll write it.
1: <laughs> oh, speaking of the movie we The Wife, be, no.
0: We can be writing partners. People do that. Writing partners.
1: People do do that.
0: Yeah. People do do that. Do do? You're great at saying words. People do that. Fuck off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do do drink. People do do that. People do that. But it's fine the other way. No, it's not. It's, you get to say doo do. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun to say doo-doo.
0: All right. Don't be a dick. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to um, do us a solid, go over to iTunes. If you'd
1: like to do-do us a solid. If you'd
0: like to do-do us a solid, no, Tyler. Leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app and follow us on Instagram. I think we're going to bomb out on Twitter because Twitter's stupid.
1: You can say that. Everybody's going to get on you. All the Twitter people are going to get you.
0: I know, but if you love Twitter... Like, Film
1: Twitter is going to hate you. Like,
0: reach out to me, because I don't get it. Would you like to manage our Twitter account? Because it's... I don't get it. Instagram, I get. is pictures. <laughs> that's the level you got to put I'm words at. under
1: the pictures, I think. Not too.
0: every time. You can just throw some fucking pictures up there. Done. Yeah, that's true. Done. I don't
1: understand any of it, so whatever.
0: And always check us out at oldmillennialsremember.com. I'm sure we'll have an article coming out soon about why Tyler will break down why Tyler doesn't like some musicals. I am accepting the challenge to figure this out for you.
1: Okay, good. Okay. And stay tuned for our next episode. Insert title here. Insert title here.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Angela Yoshiko here with Tyler Wilson. Bye. With Old Millennials Remember Movies. Bye-bye. We will talk at you another movie. You can say bye bye again.
1: I said it once already. Don't tell me what to say. I can bye. say. I know what I'm doing with this. I've got a face for what? Did you stop again? Bye. <laughs>